When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Join as I am each and every week for one of my shows with my good buddy. He's a tremendously successful attorney down in Savannah in Atlanta area of Georgia. Him and I have been doing this for 14 years together. Oh, my goodness. And he let me tell you, he hasn't aged, but I sure have. The one and only, the great Johnny Shop. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing well, Hondo. We're getting into May. We're getting close to the start of the summer, if you will. So everybody's getting sunscreen ready, but also thinking football. You know, John, each week when you and I join in this particular podcast, we really spend our time breaking down the NFL. We go around the NFL. Obviously, we're very Raiders-centric, but if it impacts the NFL, it impacts the Raiders. So let's start Right where we were this morning when we found out that the Raiders heading to Arrowhead, their arch nemesis, biggest rival, arguably the gold and not arguably, I mean, I think if you're being reasonable, the gold standard of the NFL, and they're going to take on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a lot of other great players, Christmas Day in Arrowhead. I mean, if you're the Raiders, now, we know a couple of years ago they did beat him. John Gruden took that bus trip around the stadium. That made no sense. But they have their job is to win the AFC West. Now, I don't think they're going to win it this year. I'm just being open. But that is the gold standard. If you want to win the AFC West, you got to beat Kansas City. 
If you want to win the AFC to get to the Super Bowl, you got to beat Kansas City. And oh, by the way, they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. So to get to a Super Bowl, you got to beat Kansas City. National audience, Christmas Day, one of three games. I like it. I think it's a great thing for the Raiders. You want that singular, all eyes of the nation on you. It's year two. It's the sophomore campaign at Josh McDaniels. I like it. Your thoughts. Yeah, when you look at it, the first thing I think you want, if you're the Raiders, is you want that game to mean something. You want to be in the mix. You want to be hopefully competing for the division. And you want to go ahead and take that ride east with something to play for. It is absolutely going to be a national stage. Now, it's a pretty early game in the day at 1 p.m. Eastern. But... You're looking probably at a 20 million audience plus. A lot of folks around the country are going to have that game on. And because it's such a classic NFL rivalry, it maybe catch a few extra eyes than if it was not a rivalry at all. So when I look at it, it's something to point at. In the world of professional football, they're all huge, no doubt. They're all one at a time. There's no doubt about that. But if you are looking here in May at what the season might be if you're in that if you're in that Raider organization that one's going up on the wall somewhere they're going to point to that when they should and a reasonable goal is let us get to that game with something important to play for jockeying for playoff position jockeying for division position so it's pretty exciting and i hope that's that's something that'll get fans excited and that's really one of the great things about this uh slow schedule rollout that we've seen trickling over the recent hours of the day well, you know, it, it goes back to what you and I talked about, how the NFL has just done a masterful job of marketing itself. I mean, it seems like the draft was 100 years ago and it was just a couple of weeks. And now everybody's waited with, and you know, bated breath about the schedule and it's finally here. All right, I want to get to another subject that you and I have discussed. I don't know that I agree with you, but in the interest of full disclosure, I don't know that I disagree with you. And for all of you watching, and let me say thank you to Raider Nation. Uh, we're very grateful to you. We're very grateful to, for, for the Fans First Sports Network that carries all the audio of our um, podcast. You know, we're professionals. We're two professionals. We're not dropping F-bombs. That's not how we do things. We're professional journalists. And so we, we like to have a discussion. And we don't insult you, the fans. So make sure you join us and put your comments down here. We want to hear what you think. John, you you think that all games, unless they're night games, should be played at 1 o'clock local time. I like that on some cases, but like I look at Christmas where you're stacking three games and it's the fun of watching three games. I mean, then I look at Thanksgiving, which, you know, growing up in Michigan, you always help digest your turkey by watching the Lions fail. Clearly this year, that might be a little bit different. I'm not so sure after one year I'm willing to jump on board. I can see on those days stacking the games, but dig a little deeper into your theory and why you think that's a good idea. Sure. I actually think it's a trump card that the NFL is holding for a time they want to boost again. When you think about the great March Madness weekends, the first weekends of March Madness, you have a game ending and it rolls into another one that's about to start ending, and it rolls into another that's about to start ending, and so on. And you think about the NFL, what we see too often 
is an overbloated 1 p.m. kickoff slate. There's eight games on. There's too many games on, to be honest with you, that you can really watch. Now, starting every game at 1 o'clock local, except the night games or the holiday games, is not that big of an adjustment. But what it would create, of course, with the central and mountain time zones, is an opportunity to have some rolling endings. You'd have the Bears kicking off an hour later than a game in Philadelphia, for example. And what I think that would do is give more fans a chance to watch, especially the end of games, and also watch games at different points. Like you, I'm a guy that likes to watch a lot of games at once. I think you can watch about three at once. Now, some people may be beyond that and can somehow watch more. I don't know. And some folks may say, hey, I can only watch two at a time. But I think you can watch about three at a time. And out of those three, one of them may be not as competitive as the other two. But my theory is the NFL already owns Sunday. It can own and it will own Sunday even more when it starts to have every kickoff be at one o'clock local time, opening up the opportunity to spread out the endings across the day and not really doing any damage to anybody. Uh, from a fan standpoint, I've never lived in the central or mountain time zones, but I don't think I'd be a big fan of going to games at 11 or 12 o'clock versus knowing they were going to start at one o'clock every time. Now, you're going to have different opinions across the board there, but it's from a broadcast viewer's perspective, keeping millions of eyes locked on the screens one minute at a time as the games are rated. I think that's a trump card the NFL can play whenever it feels like it needs to boost its stature, maybe a little bit like they did when all of a sudden they went from no relationship with sports gambling to all of a sudden, here you go, and look what that did to the popularity and to the ratings. So I'm for one o'clock kickoffs across the board, one o'clock local time, except for the night games and I suppose the holidays as well. Fascinating. You know, John, the more I hear you, you I can tell you're a good attorney because the more you argue your case, the more you sell me. I don't want to be on one of your juries. All right. So the next one I want to talk to is I am not a proponent for Friday games. Now, I want to give you my side. I know that you are. And I want to tell you because I, I don't I think we disagree, but it's not for the reasons that you think. Traditionally, the opinion has been no games, no college no NFL on Fridays. Let's leave it for the local high schools. And I do agree with that, by the way. I, I I think that's a legit, because in the NFL, you're seeing a lot of people not playing the game. And so to say, we don't care if we go head-to-head -head with college, but we're going to honor Friday nights. We want every kid playing high school football whatever. I think that's a sales point for the NFL. When you're seeing high school football numbers drop, I think that's a sale. I, I don't think it's a legit argument. I think it's a sales argument. I hope you understand what I'm saying there. But I'm going to tell you another reason why I don't like Friday night football ideas. I think at some point, saturation's going to come. They play Saturday. They play Monday. You know, they're playing Thursday. At, at at some point, Johnny, there's and, – and, and so, you know, you got Mondays and you got Sundays and you got Thursdays. There's going to come a point when it's going to be too much, and I think it hurts it. I, I could go with the 1 o'clock rolling starts other than nights and weekends, but I think when, when you're a, a – uh, they need high school football. 
Because those kids not playing high school football hurts the product of the number of players playing in college, hurts the product of the number of players that subsequently end up in the NFL. I just think as a sales point, it's, listen, we want everybody. Now, if I was Roger Goodell, I would literally make it an ad and I would be on social media pimping me at some high school football game every Friday night. That's where I disagree. Your thoughts. Yeah, I understand your argument and it is a argument to make for sure. What I think is that the Thursday night games belong on Friday night. I don't think there should be NFL on Thursday and Friday. I think it should be on Friday only for reasons including player safety. Just ask any NFL player how much better they feel from Wednesday to Thursday, Thursday to Friday, for example. And for the fans, uh, I understand the argument. I understand the premise that I'm not going to go to a high school football game because the NFL games are on. But I look at the math and I look at approximately 200 million adult Americans and at most maybe 15 or 20 million would watch the NFL on a Friday night. And I think, why can't we have both? I find it hard to believe that somebody is going to choose to stay home and watch the NFL rather than go to a high school football game when in reality they could bring a phone or tablet and probably watch both if they really wanted to or they're likely going to choose to go watch that family member or local friend who's uh, coaching or doing whatever with the high school team. So I would like to see it just be on Friday. I think the Black Friday game is a big deal and it's a step towards that. But when you consider player safety, if you're not going to give me expanded rosters, especially, I would that's that's my my hope is that let's let this thing fly on Friday and see what happens. From a fan perspective, what a way to kick off the weekend. Friday TV is historically iffy. You and I and a lot of people. The love ratings Shark- on Fridays are terrible. They are. And I think that's I think this is a chance to swing it. Um there's never really been a must-see event on a Friday every week. So Again, I think this is a trump card the NFL has, and there are enough owners right now that agree more with you. And to be honest with you, they probably should be listening to you and go out and put something on paper, print, screen every week reminding people we're not playing. We want you to go to high school football. That That's probably a good PR move for the NFL. But in the shorter, longer term, guys like me want to see it kicking on Friday night because what a way to tee up Saturdays. You watch a little NFL on Friday night. All right now, in fairness to Raider Nation, <laughs> Raider Nation ladies are watching Raider football. I'm just going to tell you, it's they are the best. But in the interest of also protecting marriages, there's a lot of <laughs> NFL teams where the husbands would be like, this is not date night. I'm staying home watching our local team. So in the interest of preserving marriage, now Raider women, what do you mean we're going on a date? It's a Friday night. But the rest of the teams I've covered are not like the Raiders. And uh, anyways, a little, little marital advice there. Now, I want to move on to something that I think is significantly more serious. It's the unnecessary roughness rules. Now, John, you know this because we've been friends a long time. I am. I just don't know. I'm friends with a lot of guys who play in the league, who work in the league, and my friendships with them supersedes everything. Player safety to me is huge. But I also know these guys willingly step on the field for a violent football game. And the unnecessary roughness rule to me, while its intention is good, 
there's always the, the law of unintended consequences where we're seeing great hits be applied where maybe a linebacker's coming in to make a hit and at the last second the quarterback ducks and there's helmet to helmet. And that's not on the linebacker. And again, I understand for so long the NFL ignored it. The, the pendulum went way the other way. But I don't even know how many times I tweet every year. That was the right call by the ref, but it was the wrong call. It's a violent game. And I, I, they're, they're, they've got to look at it. They're going to look at it. But to me, this is fundamentally changing the game. If we take away the violent impact, the tackling, the, the physicality of football, that is the only thing I think that destroys football. In fact, I've said this before. The only thing that can destroy the NFL is the NFL. And I feel that way about our country. I think the only thing that can destroy America is America. And 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 I feel that way about football. And I think it's got to be revisited. I'm not out here saying I don't want – I mean, I've got friends who played in the NFL that no longer play that can hardly walk. I know it's a violent game. I want to make it as safe as we can. But it also still needs to be as fair as we can because they're going to turn it in a direction. They're going to kill football. Your thoughts? Well – we're opening up a fun box here. Um, what the league has to do is try to get eliminated. The very clearly egregious, over-the-top, out-of-bounds, way extreme, unnecessary roughness. Figure out a way to target and identify those. They need to include an off-field official to do so because a lot of times those things happen way far away from the play. The second thing, and one of the most important things – when they're reviewing these kind of plays, really killer important is to review them at real time. Right. Reviewing in slow motion is really good for a lot of things. It is not good for trying to judge intent, for targeting, for unnecessary roughness. It's not been clear in the past. It needs to get clear at the NFL level and the college level. You guys need to be reviewing those at real time. When you're reviewing it real time, you can make a much better judgment as an official, whether somebody was launching, targeting, et cetera, or if it was just an unfortunate timing situation where the guy with the ball moved one way while the defender was going another way. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm curious about is a graduated penalty scale, if you will. Let's just take targeting, for example. I think we'd agree that at the college level, there's no question there should be a graduated scale of even a five-yard targeting warning, a 10-yard targeting, a 15-yard, and then, you know, an ejection. Now, at the NFL level, maybe we don't need anything but the 15-yard targeting penalty. But I wonder if there should be even consider a graduation in there where the first one or a less egregious, um, more incidental might be more of a five or 10-yard penalty before it goes to 15. But the bottom line is you got to review those things in real time when you're doing a replay. I believe without question, the NFL needs to just go ahead and stick in an off-field official to take care of some of this and have the ability to identify things that happen far away from the play. If they can do a better job at taking out the very clearly over-the-top unnecessary roughness and maybe set things up a little bit different with better resources to distinguish between football play, bad timing, bad luck, and something that really is a foul, the product's only going to get better, and we're going to keep plenty of the excitement 
that is the collision, contact, and explosive energy sport of NFL football. Can't mess with that. Now, I want to I want to address this because I think the off-field officials, another topic we'll get to when we're done, but I want to address this. I have a, a, a guy who you know well who plays in the NFL last year who got a, a targeting penalty. And when I was talking to him on Monday, not a Raider, another team, when I was talking to him on Monday, he said to me, you know, I'm 300 pounds and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm coming up on a quarterback. I have my helmet aimed at his side and then he sidesteps another rusher and I go right into his back. He said, I'm not a dirty player. Everyone knows I'm not a dirty player. He goes, but there's got to be some way if, if football's a moving sport and he goes, a 15 yard penalty is so big and and quite frankly, I I think it cost his team a game, and it wasn't a target. Again, I want player safety. I'm all for player safety, but as multiple NFL players have told me, every time we step on the field, we know what we're risking. It, it also in the in the in the pursuit of safety, you you can't sacrifice the heart of what the game is to me. To me personally, that's my thought. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, the NFL possibly adding a th- another official off the field who would be there for stuff like this. Now, we have the replay official, but really what this discussion is, is making a permanent you know, off-field official, somebody up in the booth, who can not only review everything, but he can stop the game at any moment and say, hey, this was not the right call. I'm going to tell you what the pros and cons are from my perspective, and I want to hear yours. I think all football fans, and quite frankly, coaches and players also, are tired of the bureaucracy getting on the field. It's just ridiculous. The replay official is just too – I mean, you can watch games now. now I'm, I'm at games, <clears throat> so when the Raiders aren't playing, if I'm watching a game, and you'll there'll be a review. And they'll bring in, you know, Peralta or they'll bring in a, a well-known official. And there's argument on air. Is it this? Is it not? Because it's so minute. <clears throat> I'm all for bringing the official if they have the ability to stop the game at any moment and, over, and overturn a call like we just talked about with unnecessary roughness. If it gets rid of the replay official and they're just permanently there. But here's the problem. You don't want to stop games for 15 minutes. Well, let's go to New York or let's go to Los Angeles. You don't because the, we just talked about pace of play. We just talked about, you know, reviewing in real time. 15-minute breaks for a bureaucrat to make a decision are not smart. But if it's a 15, you know, if, if it's a X amount of break for an official to keep the game effective, although I think fans hate bureaucracy and so do I, I think you could sell that. Your thought? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is I think it's getting better. It's over the years, it's starting to get better. I think right now we see New York as a as a de facto off field official. And my impression, unfortunately, is that the referees in this sport have really pushed back against that idea, and that's what kept this from happening five, ten, five or ten years ago. So I think there is a spot for an off field official that has basically limited jurisdiction, that he can point out something that happened way far away from the play, take care of all the replays, 
and get it done efficiently, like you talked about. Right now, what we're seeing is they all go to New York. Maybe one day they go split between New York and L.A. with, of course, the NFL offices present in L.A. Um, And that may be a reasonable accommodation. I would just like to see, and I think it gets more efficient and less bureaucratic if you keep it in the building there. And if there is really kind of an equal footing between the guys on the field and those in the booth, it looks bad for the officials on the field uh, historically. It looks like they don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be touched. They don't want to be a second guess, but they can't see everything as we know. Um, and this is not the only sport that needs it. For the love of God, the NBA and college basketball need to do something about it. Um, the NHL arguably does. But football is by far the biggest and most popular sport. There's the most on the line, if you will. And now you've got fans. Look, you've got fans spending dollars clicking on their phones with these. Now, they're entertainment dollars, I sure hope. But. And hey, I live in Vegas. No, we don't. Yeah. But um, I think there's a spot for it. I think we I, I do think we need to say it's gotten better. But even little tweaks like, hey, if we're reviewing a targeting foul, review it at real-time speed, not in slow motion. That makes it better. Consolidating who's making those calls. Uh, there's a spot for an off-field official that can make the game more efficient. And when are we get to that before the end of the decade? It'll be interesting. Maybe everything just runs out of a central command. But at some point, a pro league is going to say, oh, we're going to go another step and give somebody the authority there in the arena in the building. So we don't really even have to get involved unless it's something way out of way out of bounds. So we don't have a long break in the game. And to their credit, it's getting better. And actually, we've seen some of the spring leagues take you inside of that process. They know the clock is ticking. They know the world's getting faster. They know people don't want the game getting any slower. So I think we're going to see continued progress there between now and the middle and latter part of this decade. It's been fascinating to watch, isn't it, my friend? It is. And that's yeah. the thing. The audience ain't shrinking. It's only going to grow. So there'll be more demand for things to get better and more efficient and smarter. And I know there's a lot of people working on this stuff each and every year. We've got some rule changes. We'll have more rule changes down the road. But but this is one, uh, a couple of things that have stood out that probably need to pick up the pace just a little bit. Okay, last one for me I want to talk about today is the popularity of the Madden game. I mean, it just gets bigger and bigger. I remember when the internet really began to proliferate, people are like, oh, internet's going to kill gaming. No, now they just go on and play the game online with their friends. It's made it bigger. And when John Madden died, a lot of people said, oh, man, you know, maybe we'll lose some speed now. Nope, it's gotten bigger and bigger. I mean, when you look at the Madden game, I'm sorry, I don't think the NFL appreciates. I'm not. I don't mean fans. I mean the league. How the Madden game, just like I don't think they appreciate. I think they do now, but they didn't appreciate fantasy football at first. I don't think that they. Uh, again, I think they do now appreciate fantasy football. I don't think they did in the past. I still don't think they give it enough respect to Madden game for how that just appeals and has made football even bigger. Your thoughts on that? Probably not because the guys that own the teams and run the teams are probably a little too old to have felt that impact. So when you're talking about the Madden franchise, you're probably talking about a real big impact on people below 
about 45 and below. Uh, for a lot of folks, this is their primary source of NFL consumption, if you will. There are kids and folks out there that play the game a lot more than they watch it. So I think yeah. we'll see the appreciation for that come when we start to see owners who have grown up with it, who maybe started their NFL fandom playing Madden on something called a Super Nintendo in the mid or late 90s. So, or Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, and that was, a, of course, a, a precursor. Uh, the Madden thing is is unreal. The internet is tremendous. It's not my world. I'm not a gamer, but I'm not either. you can play somebody across the country. You can play somebody in Hawaii. Um, who knows? Maybe there'll be a Super Bowl in Hawaii by the end of the decade, and there'll be a, a Madden competition as part of the week's events. I don't think the ownerships can quite appreciate it because it's probably a little – It's it's not what they experienced, but as soon as we get a couple of owners who have grown up with it and played it, and listen, that will happen at some point, that's probably going to be when you see a flood of attention and media and press saying, hey, this thing is way bigger than we thought. It absolutely served to grow the NFL. From a player standpoint, you get to do stuff in those video games that you can't do. Obviously, you can't go run around and tackle anybody in real life, and most people you know, I don't know how easy it would be to get up if they tackled somebody and who are they going to tackle, et cetera. So there's a great fun fantasy part. And also who doesn't want to be running around, you know, on a screen there, you get a kick out of it. Oh my gosh, I'm Tim Brown and, you know, 1988 or I'm Marcus Allen. There's plenty of stuff to enjoy and it does expand a fan base and it has probably had a much bigger impact as you'd say. I think you're right about this one. It's probably had a bigger impact on NFL popularity in the last two decades than is appreciated at this time. Pretty fascinating stuff. John, each and every week, man, we go around the NFL. We dig in on a lot of great issues. It's good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on this week's Sports Illustrated Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us, Johnny. All right. All right, you're the best. Appreciate you, my friend. We'll catch you up. Don't forget, keep it tuned right here. We got lots of great podcasts coming at you all the time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.